Hey guys, you found the bonus episodes of the Shape Your Family podcast. Thanks for being true fans. These episodes were originally Facebook Live videos. So with that said, let's get started. Welcome to the Shape Your Family podcast. I'm Skip. And I'm Beth. We believe that you can live an amazing family life by intentionally developing love and connection in your home. We're a real family. And after four kids and over 20 years of marriage, we've learned some real solutions. We'd love to share with you everything we've cultivated along the way. We're glad you've joined us today. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the family. family. Hey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Beth rushing to sit down. I had to go live. See that Skip hit go live before I was even sitting down with him. She's He's like, across the oh, house. go look, the door's open. Oh, go look over there. <laughs> Uh, go stop one of our kids from walking in. Oh, wait, go live. Yeah, it's really funny to see her running across the house like a track star. And then right as she gets in the camera, and gets to elegantly sit it's down. It's funny to see me running. <laughs> running like a track star. Wednesday is here again. Welcome I to feel like we need, Wednesday. I mean, world. I know like Facebook Live is just supposed to be like you turning your phone on and going live and like, you know, talking with your pals. But like because we do it every week, I feel like it's like a, kind of like a, a show. Like we need intro music and like a lot of cool stuff. Like we've talked about it before, right? You sing like enough for all of us. Needing some lights and stuff, you know. So yeah, that's what we need. Our kids would be more than happy to play you some intro music anytime. So they keep trying intro to convince music. us to let them stay up out of bed and come in here with us. So maybe so here so. we are. On yep. a Wednesday night, ready to get going. And we're able to wear sweaters and jackets because it's a brisk 60 and it's nice degrees. nice and cool, yeah. I mean, it's going to get... 65 degrees out. That, that was the high today, right? I think 65 or 68 or something was the high. I don't think it hit 70 today. That worked for me. It and was it's, lovely. It's like a 15 or 20 mile an hour breeze outside. Actually, we are pretty cold. So I know all you northerners and maybe westerners. I know some people from Colorado plug in. Yeah. It's cold for us here when it's 65. Anything below 70, Florida people have their mega coats on. So, hi Vince. Welcome to Wednesday Night World. Hey Vince. We had all of our sliding glass doors open. We had the windows open. We had just this beautiful breeze. In fact, it wasn't just a gentle breeze. It was like powerful wind tunnel yeah, happening through our house door, today because we had the sliding glass door in our, in our the back of our living room open so if the front door opened the wind would whip through like blow, blow everything over yeah it was pretty neat so really nice day really cool day it was incredibly pleasant and last week we spoke about the wind of change right change is happening all around so you so we, had, we took it to heart we had some wind blowing through but then we also were rearranging our whole house like literally the whole house the only thing that is safe is is our our master bedroom we haven't done anything to which we're gonna do some things there too because i've got a desk in my master bedroom that's going out uh tomorrow so everything's getting changed every room in the house is being changed somewhat that's true so and then that's happening today so we didn't move anywhere to a different house right now but everything inside the house got changed yeah so for the next next you know all the way through the weekend that's what we're doing we're 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 turning some things upside down so Time for some new it's stuff exciting, happening around but, here. You know, because we need to enforce the framework. We are, we want stuff to happen, and so we just need to adapt our lives to make it happen. So we're doing it. We're all in. Yeah. And 
On a side note, as we are working today with all of our sliders open, like literally we have one, two, three sets of sliders going in the L shape in the back of our house around our swimming pool. And so we had them all open, we had all the windows open, beautiful breeze coming through all day long. Um, I went to put something in the outside fridge, the garage fridge, and there was a seven or eight pound I had to pork, pork shoulder. I know shoulder. everybody's been watching videos about how not to eat pork. I bought this before the videos came out, so. I'm still eating bacon, sorry. <laughs> Occasionally. So it went bad, like the bag had been pierced, and so it wasn't vacuum sealed anymore, and it, it went bad, it stunk bad. So, you know, I have talked about the compost pile on the side of our house several times and some of the veggies and stuff that we've got growing back there. Just Skip from, is connected with the from, compost pile because it's also his veggie garden. It is my compost pile. So that's why he's like into talking so lovingly about the compost pile. I enjoy pile. it. I do. When, when <laughs> I was, honestly, when I was a kid, it was one of the... We just see beauty My everywhere. special <laughs> memories is that me and my dad started a little garden. He had a couple of seasons in a row. And, uh, and, I, and I was the only one of the four kids that would go out there and, and mess around in the garden with them. So it was a good memory of me and my dad. So anyway, we have a compost pile. And we, we like I said before, we started that in Hawaii. And then we kind of adapted it over here. We have an empty lot next to us. So we dump our food garbage over there. Which, nice side effect, our garbage can never stinks like... What you told them. How I told you guys? Am I repeating myself now? Absolutely. Awesome. As sauce. usual, they are part of the family now. Anyway, part stories of the family. Here are my stories. It. I'm going to make a really good old man one day. <laughs> So the pork shoulder went bad. It was big, eight pounds or 10 pounds even maybe. It was going to be delicious with some mojo criollo sauce. Mm. We were going to make it all delicious mm. with some Spanish food. Oh my goodness. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. You know who got to it instead? So. Who got to it instead? The birds. The birds got to it So instead. I dumped it in my compost pile and, you know, within less than an hour probably, right? We had like eight or 15 buzzards fly down and we're starting to peck at it yeah first we see the swooping shadows yeah and then they all come down there and they were and like kind of fighting over it yeah a they're pretty playful i mean I, I i heard a lady talking about them at lowry lowry zoo and in uh, lowry park zoo in tampa and she says they're pretty playful they like to play with each other which i never knew so i don't know if they were fighting or if they're just horsing around like they were jumping on each other's backs and pulling each other's wings and stuff but it didn't look like they were like fighting they, they seemed to be Maybe a little aggressive. Maybe a little aggressive, but I mean, you ever seen like a pair of lions play? Like they, they use yeah. their claws. I don't and stuff. consider them to be lions, but okay. So anyway, maybe all like... of a sudden they scatter, like they're just gone, and this adolescent uh, bald eagle lands and starts like staying there, all proud with big yellow talons. He's got them dug into the sh pork shoulder, and he's you know the hooked beak and the whole thing just eating away, and, and the buzzards would come back down and they would start to get a little too close and he'd look up and they would all like back off or fly away and he just owned that piece of pork. So it we was went pretty phenomenal. National Geographic style and just sat there and watched it for like yeah, 15 I filmed it. I filmed it for like three minutes. But uh, we'll bore them with that. Yeah, so it was like an eight pound or ten pound shoulder. The eagle tried to pick it up and, and the reason we knew it was adolescent, obviously the bald eagle doesn't have his all white head yet until it gets a little older. So it was definitely an adolescent eagle. We have the eagle nests all around here in Cape Coral. It's it's like big news here. So the eagle that you guys saw hatching on, on yeah. TV probably was, was locally here. I looked up today and apparently I think it said 80% of the eagles or something are in the southwest. So everybody thinks it's going to be like out west or Alaska. No, southeast. southeast. Yeah, Correct. the southeast yeah. has 
a high number of eagles. So yeah. anyway, found that interesting. So, and we have uh, like six active eagles nests that, like what was it, six, five or six nests right around our house within a how many mile radius? Within five miles. Within five miles of our house. So ones. every year, like when you were seeing these cameras with, you know, watching the eagles hatch, that's here where we live in Cape Coral, Florida. So this adolescent eagle, teenager eagle, so to speak, he doesn't have his white head or his white tail feathers yet, lands and and owned that place. And he then, was a tough guy. He was like, you know, he would just kind of fluff his feathers. Yeah. And and everybody the, else knew to step off. All the buzzers were back way off. Yep. And so he just ate until he was full. But it, the funny thing was he tried to pick it up and fly away with it, but it was eight or ten pounds and he couldn't. So he just dropped it and and then stood on it and ate it right there. And I'm like, man, he's going to taste it. He can't fly away with it, but he's going to eat the whole thing. Like, he was mouth. He was there for a while. And so finally, he just got full, flew away, and then the buzzards came in and, and picked out a little bit more, and they all left, and then they were back again right before we filmed. I saw them all out there. And I'm such a mom. I took pictures of my kids watching the birds. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe at the end, we'll put a couple of, of pictures on okay. the Family Faith uh, fan page. Fun. So, yeah. Family Faith. Fun. 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 Family. Fun. Anything that starts with an F. Yeah. Falafel. Falafel. <laughs> That's the F word you thought of. <laughs> I said I said the F word on tape. It's food. On tape. I'm okay. showing my age now. <laughs> Was it a cassette tape? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, so, surprise topics. Yeah. You first. You first. I went first last week. Okay. Surprise okay. topic. Okay, that was hard to talk into it. <laughs> Is. Corned beef and cabbage. Corned beef and cabbage. Because Yum. it is St. Patrick's Week. St. Patrick's Week. That's right. It's we celebrate Friday, all right? holidays Friday for an extended 17th. period. Two more days. Two more days we get a holiday. And it's a good one. Yep. It's one with delicious food. We went ahead and ate the delicious food tonight. So we ate corned beef and cabbage. I think we should talk about the fact that you hated corned beef and cabbage for... Wasn't a big fan. Most of your life. No, and I love you're it. like... 25 or something you're like I guess I like corned beef and cabbage now yeah it's delicious I love it <laughs> so all of our kids were mowing maybe tonight. that should they be were... my surprise topic the way my tastes have changed yeah I think we should talk about <laughs> that so yeah let's add that in the uh the kids you never know what the kids are gonna like they just you know sometimes complain about whatever you make or sometimes they love it so I thought this was on the bubble some boiled dinner and so we put it in front of them, and Daisy's like, this is delicious. I love it. And Sophia's like, this is my favorite. And so Jonah and Jude, well, Jude was, you know, he tolerated it. He picked the meat, ate all the potatoes. It. He started to eat his carrots when Skip told him that they were going to make his eyesight better, and that he could be yeah. a superhero that could see in the dark. Really funny. So Sophia, the lawyer, starts telling me how it's an old wives' tale. Sophia's 12 and, and a half. And, uh, and so... We had this big discussion, Google search and everything, and it says, for all of you that want to know the truth about carrots in your eyesight, that the, the vitamins and stuff that carrots have help you have really good eyesight health, it says. It will help your eyes stay healthy. If you wear glasses, it will not fix your eyes. You're not going to eat carrots to the point where you don't need glasses anymore. So that was what it was saying. And, sh and so... Is that a fake news website or like no, a legitimate was, it source? it was legit. Yeah, it was legit. Um, and so then it also said it is, an, it, uh, it is an old wives' tale that it helps you see better at night. 
that um, that came from a, a World War II pilot actually who would see airplanes off in the distance while he was fighting. He was a fighter jet airplane, fighter jet pilot, and he was not an airplane. He was a human. <laughs> 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 and and he did. He had the uncanny ability to see uh, the enemy jets far off in the distance. And they said, "How can you see that far away? Those jets coming?" And he says, "Because I eat carrots every day." And that's where that came. That's where that old lifestyle came from. So every the military instantly started making all their pilots eat carrots with every meal because because he said that. Hopefully, it was in like a shake or something. They could kind of hide the flavor. Yeah, carrots, the carrots are okay. okay. Yeah. Not my favorite. So anyway, they found that it doesn't help you see. So anyway, I had to argue with my daughter. I say, well, does it help you see better? Sophia wanted to like yes. win a bet. So she was like, okay, yeah. does it help you see better? All in fun. Which one was the bet? She, she wanted saying. to say, does it help you see better in the dark? Mm-hmm. And so the thing said, it does not help you see better in the dark, but it does help you see better. And I was like, well, better is in the day or the dark. Skip and Sophia yeah, were so lawyering. Good times at our dinner table forth. tonight. Yeah. They so were having fun. We were having a lot of fun. All right. So. Your turn. I had a surprise topic, but I think I'm going to go with with uh, how my, my tastes have changed. I think so. That, that just kind of came up, so I'm going to roll with it. So I'll yeah, save my they, secret topic for next everybody week. Everybody in the whole world should know how you change all the time. Yeah. We're changing our whole house, but like. Skip is willing to make changes and be adventurous. Yep. For me, not so much. Yeah, I'm I'm a, a change agent for sure. I, I enjoy change. I enjoy... I change. I actually do. Like, I do aside change. from like... Or I was going to talk about food and how my tastes have changed over the years. But in general, if things stay the same for us too long or we're living in one house too long, I get edgy. Like, you could tell Skip through the years, like his hairstyles, like whatever was cool... Like, if it was a mullet with some blonde feathered locks, he was all in. He I was having in. a mullet with some awesome. blonde feathered locks. And if it was, like, Kurt Cobain-style boy bob hair, I don't know. Boy bob. Boy bob. You know, like, all those 15-year-old boys. What we call it. Every 15-year-old boy like, goes yeah. through, like, this long hair phase these days. So I did have some long hair at some different Yeah, points. so Skip is, like, changing. So one of the things that I can't keep up with is the fact, like, Skip's like, I hate cheesecake. I despise it. I'm never going to eat it. You would yeah. not say despise, but... Yeah. And I so, love cheesecake now. I love corned beef And so all of a sudden, now. last year, what Skip's else like, oh, I'd like cheesecake. Asparagus was another one. Like, I would, as a kid, would literally gag if I ate asparagus. Love asparagus now. What about Brussels sprouts? Brussels sprouts. Are you into Brussels yes, sprouts now? Yes, I... I she, she cooks Brussels sprouts in a way that are delicious, and then it, sometimes she'll sprinkle bacon bits on it. Oh my gosh, so good. Like it's become like a hipster food. Who knew Brussels sprouts were going to become cool again? I feel like when you eat Brussels sprouts, you need to visit Europe. Brussels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that's where they came from. If anybody knows if that's where Brussels sprouts come from, put it in the comments. I'd like to know. But, uh, so... Cheesecake was a good addition. Cheesecake was a good addition. Yeah, Brussels sprouts, of course, that's healthy. Asparagus, I like all those things, but... So my my taste buds have changed. Things changed. Blue cheese. Blue cheese. I love blue cheese now. I never ate any of the salad dressings that were like uh, not clear. I liked all the vinaigrettes and stuff, Um, or Italians that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, I love blue cheese dressings. 
It was amazing. So basically, wings. I can't keep up with your chains. I didn't oh, eat wings. He hated anything probably spicy when not, we first yeah, got together. Yeah, probably not until five or six years ago, right? Yeah, all of a sudden, I love changed. wings. Like, I could eat sudden. wings all the time now. I don't know. Spicy food. Yeah, he'll buy like jalapeno chips and stuff. Mm, he never used to do that. I didn't. I didn't like spicy food. Now I, <laughs> I love spicy food. I don't even know what to do with she you. She doesn't know what to do with me. So like... <laughs> or... <laughs> I love how you're repeating everything. Love how I repeat you. <laughs> so, I love it. You love it. <laughs> how long is this going to go on? How long is this going to go on? <laughs> you never know how long this could go on. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. This could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. Okay, for, thank you. For the sake of our friends. Thank you. So sometimes thank we change. She'll wear a shirt or something, and she'll go, "Do you like this?" I'm like, "Eh, it's not my yeah, favorite." I'll wear a shirt, and he'll be like, eh. "It's not my favorite." So then I like, won't wear it. So for she doesn't wear so it for long, months, and, and months then it'll and be months. like the last shirt I have hanging. And then up she'll put the it on, and she'll and come like, out. And I go, "I really like that you shirt. Is that good new?" In that one. And she's like, "You told me you hated <laughs> it," and I'm like, "I never said I hated it." So, but having said that, th those things change too. Like, so I don't know what it is about me. But... What you used to like and stop liking? Coleslaw? Oh, no, fried foods I've like um, KFC and, um, oh, God, what's yeah, that yeah. fish place? All the fast food. What's Long John Silver's. Long John's. Mm. McDonald's. <laughs> there was a point, I would eat McDonald's three times a week when I was uh, doing kitchen and bath contracting and I would just take off and go wherever was closest it, it would end up being McDonald's most of the time and I, I didn't loved it I didn't mind I, it didn't bother me now ugh, I can't eat McDonald's it can't yeah, it not their fries not nothing there's nothing there I used that to I like. drink a whole bunch of soda I used to drink I mean, soda you used to change sodas you'd be like yeah. I only drink Dr. Pepper and then like a year later you're like I only yeah. drink Mountain Dew, and, I, and then you part know. of that was young. I mean, I was in my mid twenties, but you know, so like my body can handle it and process it pretty quick. But yeah, we don't drink. Soda. I was drinking four to six sodas a day. What? That Kansas soda? Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was drinking. I was bringing four in my lunchbox. Two. No, I brought four. Ew. I had one on my first break. I had one at lunch. I had one on my second break, and I drank one on the way home. Four sodas a day. Dr. Pepper's and Mountain Dew. Sorry to anyone that drinks soda, but that's just gross. Yeah. So now the same thing. I I, I I'm lucky if I drink. Four sodas in a year. I don't yeah, hardly drink any soda anymore. Yeah. Soda. Every once in a while, if I'm having having some pizza or out to eat or something at, at somewhere, I'll, I'll, I'll have I like a Hush Puppies, like at Long John Silver's, yeah. like all those little Hush Puppies. There's nothing at Long John Silver's I like. But it's too greasy now. Like Long John Silver's actually might have something to do with the fact that two of my best friends growing up worked don't, there. Don't tell So us I won't gross you guys out that. And I don't want to out them on the video in case they ever watch, but... I had two of my very, very good friends. It was the best friends of I've ever I had. I loved it. Up. When one of your friends worked there, he would give us free food sometimes. We'd go and visit. We were dating. Yeah. I don't know if we were married, but we were dating. We'd go and we'd get stop in. Yeah. Long John Silvers. Up, they? That was really nice. That was nice fun. They were, they were super. Because uh, I miss them. Now I miss delicious. them. I'm going to have to touch base with them. Yeah. <laughs> so. We do love those guys. Anyway. Hush puppies. Delicious. Hush puppies are disgusting. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, now you guys know, my, my tastes always change. Yes. Can't keep up with Skip. Good luck trying with that. You know, that's how I roll. <laughs> so, right. on to my taste changing. Let's talk about some of the things that were changing and some of the things we've noticed as we've made some big changes. Like, I feel like as we've made these changes that we were talking about last week, that we've kind of stirred some things up. Yeah. And so we've had to deal with some of that stuff this week. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that. So what we're talking about tonight is 
you know, like uh, you might have seen in the post that Beth put up, um, being powerful, you know, and not being, you know, a victim or living in a victim mentality, I should say. So Skip is already pretty good at this. Skip has already made the switch, like, I don't know, probably at least 10 years ago, seven to 10 years ago, Skip kind of made this switch and, you know, became more powerful and, uh, like, realized, you know, took responsibility and stuff. And so I think that maybe you're growing some more or whatever, but mostly... What we're seeing right now is Maybe. it actually started to be a little more than ten years ago because I think it was like in the when we were first married the Amway days probably did I say Amway video? outed outed I just outed us because Skip changes everything he also changes businesses and other ventures and stuff Skip it's like I did I shiny did. object well and no so... I did I joined Amway but <laughs> when we were, right before we got married and after we got married we were in Amway together. For a little while, right? Most everybody knows what Amway is, but it's, it's like multi-level, multi-level marketing. marketing thing. But so, the really, really good thing about that yes. that came out of that was that. Like, Living Powerful, they wanted you to read a bunch of... They had a book list they wanted you to read, like... Uh, Skip learned uh, some people skills Yes, I did. It. And so it was and really, respect really... respect and honor, I think some of that was... had to connect mentored. with people and some of that stuff I, 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 went, I learned through that. So, mm-hmm. having said that, I never became an Amway millionaire, which I don't know anybody personally who ever has, but there are quite a few people who became very wealthy in Amway. We weren't one of them. But I did become internally wealthy i believe through my process that we went through and you know listening to their like uh motivational conferences and the book list that i went through and read i didn't really read before then i I became a reader after that so a lot of really good came out of it but i did learn how to be powerful and and own own my stuff and that kind of thing and right with hindsight you're able to see you have understanding to go okay it was great that i went through that i learned all this stuff so i think with all the different choices that you've made it's gone through that yeah, we've been through a lot of changes. Thanks, but thanks, Mr. DeVos. It's always better, better. Uh, from glory to glory, we're getting better. Glory and better. to glory. Well, so we have noticed in our family that we're seeing a lot of kind of powerlessness around here. A lot of whining and complaining, and I can't, and yeah. you know, just this kind of mindset. And we go, oh, wait a minute, and that's not what it's supposed to be. So, I mean. A lot of it's happening from me, yeah, <laughs> and the kids, and so you know. Yeah, I mean, I say, I say yeah, but it's it. not just Beth. I mean, there are times where no. any of us, as adults, can feel like a victim or powerless, right? And that does come out. It's human nature to like always like something happens and you're upset. Like you know, I got I got pulled over the other day. It was one of mine, right? Mm. And, yeah, this is true. And I was You're speeding. You're not master Yoda at this yet. I, I was speeding a lot. I mean, like I was going super fast. On the way home, it was dark on an old country road near our house. I mean, it wasn't like 100. No, I was... Like well, I was, 65 yeah, and a 45. He said I was going 62 and a 40. Or 72 and a 45. Ouch. Yeah. But then I was hacked because... Are you going to bring this up again? No. I'm going to strangle I'll stop. you. I'll stop. Because she will strangle <laughs> She hates this. So anyway, I came home and yes, I was upset. I was like, good it was, at this it was the cop's fault, the city's fault, because it was a speed trap, because it used to be 55 and they changed it to 45 and they put this old rusty flimsy sign up and it's not my fault. Yeah, and I'm going to strangle realistically, you. Realistically, even if the speed was 55, I was 172. So like, 
Oh, so you're but, more realistic on Facebook Live? Maybe we will live our lives on Facebook Live. I, I think we are living our lives. Well, <laughs> we need to live 24-7 because so, you can own up What if I went Facebook Live on this phone, time. on my Facebook, and we were like double live? Would that be cool? No. Not this week. No. I don't think our internet can handle no. it. We have weak Wi-Fi. Yeah. So. So weak. Um, so anyway, I came, and the guy actually didn't even give me the speeding ticket. He gave me a ticket for failure to uh, obey the sign. Because he asked me, do you know what the speed limit is here? And I said, yes, it's 55. And I really believed that. Like, I thought it was 55. And I knew I was speeding. And he goes, no, it's 45 here now. They changed it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, but regardless, you were going 72. And I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, I'm sure. <laughs> and he came back and he goes, you're lucky I'm the Four one that pulled you over. police officers have to put and, up with And so I was like, much. oh, gee, I'm so lucky. <clears throat> Didn't say that to him. That's what I was thinking. I don't want you to think that. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, he gives me a ticket us. for not obeying the sign oh, instead of the, the, the speeding. Which... Are you really going to keep ranting about this? I am. This I, should have been my... my can we just <laughs> move on? <Okay. laughs> she loves this topic. So obviously... So anyway... Skip to go back to what we're talking about. Full circle here. Like full circle. To go back to what we're wax talking on. about. Wax on. Wax off. Wax off. Um, I came home and I was I, I was acting like a victim instead of someone powerful and owning yes. my choice. And owning oh the fact God, that I was speeding. Was it annoying? Owning, you know, all that stuff. I was blaming the cop. I was blaming the city for changing the sign without, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I was a victim. Of course, Beth's like, you were speeding. You cost our family money. And she tried to make me own my stuff. And I was like... How'd that work out for me? You're right, babe. He <laughs> <laughs> was like a caged animal. Like, so like a raccoon in a trap. Like yeah. getting me with his little tiny paw and his big my little claws tiny. and fangs. <laughs> my little tiny paws. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were pleasant. Yeah. I was pleasant love. that pleasant. night. So and I was coming home late for work, so it was already late. And I it tried kind of ruined to the rest of the gently night. broach it a few days so, after that, and it went just about the same. So. I could have taken responsibility <laughs> for the fact for at least that I was speeding, realizing that now. But I didn't. I, I was a victim. <sighs> I was victimized by the police in the city. Oh, please. Oh, please. Please stop. Please. Come on, move on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to give you a go. Move. Oh, move, move, move. <laughs> move on. I'm, I'm just saying I got mouth diarrhea. I can't stop. Oh, I see. <laughs> you need a diaper. I need a diaper a for mouth my diaper. A mouth diaper. That's Maybe funny. we should make one of those for you. Copyright. I'm copywriting that right now. Mouth diaper. <laughs> I, have photo, I have evidence, video evidence that I invented the mouth diaper. It's going to look like one of those masks. Like the I'm people. still talking. Make it stop. <laughs> Except it'll have like a filter. Thank God for that filter. Uh, okay. Please buy a hundred of those. I'm powerful and I'm going to change this conversation. <laughs> Please do. All right. So the point is, is that sometimes we feel powerless. Our circumstances like getting a speeding ticket, sometimes, you know, living in a family, <laughs> all of those things, we can feel powerless when we're... Um, in a circumstance or situation where, you know, we just kind of are looking down and we don't realize, okay, well, I actually could make a difference here. I actually could you know, uh, make a different choice or have a different perspective. So that's what we wanted to encourage everybody tonight because we're seeing it in our own home. 
you're probably seeing it in your and, life as well. And a lot of times when we feel powerless or, or, or um, victimized or all this stuff, it's because of us not making powerful decisions, not laying nice boundaries down, not you know yeah. living where we want to live and making that life for ourselves. Um, you know, and, and, and on a side note, real quick, I don't want to say that you can't be victimized. Obviously, right. circumstances that you can be mugged at an ATM or something, and you know, you can't be powerful and say, I wasn't, you were victimized at the ATM, someone robbed you of your money or whatever. Then obviously, you were victimized, but the difference is you don't have to be a victim from that point forward. You don't have to be uh, living in a way that you're ever, you know, uh, you're never going to go to an ATM machine again. Right. Or, That's what we want to talk about tonight right. is that you have self-control in order to figure out how you're going to respond to any kind of circumstance Correct. that you're in any kind of thing that you're going through so in the scenario that skip was just giving you have a choice and to live in fear constant fear the rest of your life or you can respond in a way that goes okay this happened to me but this doesn't always happen I'm not making a yeah. lifestyle out of assuming that this is gonna happen yeah. because this was something bad and I'm going to assume that good things are going to happen or you know I can still be positive and upbeat regardless of circumstances that are happening so yeah. that's the kind of thing that um, we do have control over right and then so the other thing we have control over is boundaries because I think yes. a lot of us feeling powerless or helpless when it comes to our family our co-workers or, or, or anything else is the fact uh, we have really poor boundaries. Yeah, for most of us, the life that we're living, the issue is that we are not actually saying what we mean or speaking up about what we need. And so then we are not living within any kind of situation where we are comfortable and happy. Like we know we should be living in here, but you know we're willing to let people push us out here and out here which then, you know, we're irritable or we're upset or whatever. And so then we feel victimized, you know, like, okay, I'm willing to cook for my family of six. But if, you know, Skip invited another 15 people over tonight and I didn't speak up and say anything, then I might be grumpy, you know, because he's pushing me way out here. But if I don't speak up, then, you know, I am the one that, you know, next, let my boundaries be violated. Next time I bring violated. over 15 more people, then, you know, I'm not going to know. I'll think, oh, she just worked for three, four, five more hours in the kitchen to make more food and pulled everything out. Oh, it was my great. wife doesn't mind. Yeah. Oh, she always lets everybody come over. But internally, I'm seething or, you know, I'm yeah. like under, you know, like if I'm kind of passive aggressively like at him or even just like, you know, not saying it but still being aggressively negative towards you in a different way or whatever. Right. That's a problem. Yeah, so a good boundary there would be, I don't have food for everybody. You guys are going to have to go, you know, to Buffalo Wild Wings or something and hang out because yeah. I'm not prepared for this. Or, okay, or I'm happy pizza. to do it this yeah. week, but it's not something I want to get in the habit of right. doing every single week. Whatever your boundary is, just right. to be able to be powerful and be able to stand up and say, this is where... Um, I'm willing to live. So. Right. So this is one of my biggest issues that I'm still working on, which is why I'm sometimes having issues around our own home, is that um, for me, like I feel like I don't want to be a jerk, and so I won't speak up and say what I mean. I won't, you know, tell the kids exactly what I would like. You know, like, 
okay, you're welcome to go and play the piano for the next hour, but then mommy's going to have some quiet time after that. You know, like if I would just communicate instead of, you know, them just banging around, you know, every 15 minutes throughout the day and me just getting irritated with all the noise or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So we did it today at lunchtime. I was bugged that, you know, like everybody's hungry and then they all just sit down like, okay, mom, go ahead and serve us. Do everything. We know you're busy or whatever, you know, like everybody just kind of like sits down and like the royal people <laughs> waiting to be served. And so, you know, I have just as much going on as them. Like we were all spring cleaning. Everybody was working hard around the house. It was kind of an unusual day. Yeah. And so... I was super bugged that nobody helped get any kind of materials or the napkins or the drinks or the plates or making sandwiches. Everybody just kind of sat there and waited for me to serve them hand and foot. And so I was unkind and rude. I was definitely rolling my eyes and huffing around the table at lunchtime today. No, she never does that. And so... Uh, Skip's like, okay, use your big girl words. <laughs> and he was still kind about it, so it didn't turn into any kind of full-scale altercation. But, um, and so I realized, okay, what I mean to say is, hey, I'd like everybody to join in. Yeah. I'd like everybody to come with their drinks to the table. Jude, you can go ahead and help me bring napkins to the table and... I would appreciate some help with, you know, making sandwiches when we're all working together yeah. and all this kind of stuff. I told Jonah, you know, hey, I'd appreciate it if you go ahead and prepare the snacks and the and breakfast. And, you know, I realized that a lot of our frustrations during the day are because we're not managing our time very well. Like, we'll get started on something and then the kids are hungry. So then I have to stop and do it again. And then we'll finally finish eating and then... Um, We'll go and start reading some more books for school, and then they're hungry again. I gotta stop and make lunch. So I realized, okay, well, if we manage our time better, we go ahead and pull our snacks together at the beginning of the day, then we at least don't have to stop to prepare it. We can just grab it and continue with our schooling or whatever yeah. we're doing. So anyway, it was kind of an uh, you know light, lightning lightning bolt moment, light bulb. Yeah, moment. it's it's kind of interesting, you know, on a, uh, slightly on a side note. Like I feel like whenever we're gonna have these these topics that we come up with, we end up on, uh, the day of on Wednesday all day kind of dealing with some of that stuff and it kind of you know bring bring some different things in that subject. So matter basically, up to the we surface. go through yeah. so much pain for you. You guys are causing us so much pain. I'm a victim. <laughs> I'm a victim to the pain that the Facebook Live causes me. No, it just really brings to light the fact that. You know, this is really something that's going on. And I know that if it's something we're going through, other people are going through it too. Yeah. We can all talk about it together. Yep. So, our... Yeah. Go ahead. And one of the things that, like, with what was happening today was, once Beth got to that point of, like, she was upset that we were sitting there. Like, we didn't know. We didn't know that she wanted us to grab stuff or whatever. It wasn't, nothing was communicated. So we, I personally, I can't speak for the kids, but I personally was not sitting there waiting to be, you know, if I would have, you know, been asked to slice a tomato or grab, you know, I would have definitely done that. But having said that, like, there was also a buildup. Like, there was a uh, an unmet 
expectation all along the way for Beth that day that was also uncommunicated. It was an uncommunicated, unmet expectation. Yeah, that happens a lot. So, you know, at one point when she was like... Well, to me, I'm already thinking it, so it just seems so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> now we have it on video that she expects us to read her mind. It's obvious. It's if obvious. I'm thinking it, it's obvious. So we spent 35 or 45 it. minutes before lunch watching the birds, which we talked about, eat the, the pork shoulder. So that came up in the in the... And the discussion of her right. being upset, and it was it was because I, you know, we make a plan. We're going to go ahead and spring clean our house, get everything done, and then okay, let's get started. Oh wait, let's stop and watch birds for twenty or thirty minutes, and then okay, let's get started. Oh wait, everybody's hungry. Let's go ahead and stop. So all of that kind of stuff is you know what's bugging me. But he's right. I didn't communicate it, and right. I didn't say okay. Hey, guess what? You know, I'm so, happy to. And do if we would have watched the bald eagle in our backyard for ten minutes, if she would have said, "Hey, it's been ten minutes now, let's get back to work," then we all would have kind of, you know, filed off back to work, and you know, let Jude run out there and chase it away, which he was itching to do anyway. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, that then that builds up all day to a point where she's like rolling her eyes and upset, and to the, and I said, "Why are you upset with me?" And then it all, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Volcano. Yeah. <laughs> now this is just complaining. It's not communicating because <laughs> if you would have communicated, you know, at the 10 minute mark of watching the birds then we could have done something about it. Now there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. So please going forward, this is how we should communicate. This is the boundary. You know, you can't be upset about things that I don't know about all day long and then dump on me and vice versa. I can't do the same. I can't come home from work and, you know, wonder why this wasn't done and that wasn't done if I never even said, hey, I would like it if these things got done, you know, um, which, you know, I've been known to do a time or two. Um, so. So basically, if you're seeing, you know, in grownups and even with children, it's going to look a lot like complaining and whining, like this kind of victim mindset, like. Yeah everybody's against me or um they never do this for me or you know that kind of, if you're using that kind of language that's kind of a mindset like oh i'm acting like a victim right now oh, you know powerless i'm acting powerless right yeah. now and so that's what we have to realize like okay wait a minute i actually can do something about this i yeah. actually can in these kind of situations i can speak up I can um, uh, change the atmosphere around me. Like I could have chosen, if I would have realized, okay, I'm choosing to serve my family lunch and I'm going to choose to do it with a good attitude. I have 100% control over my choices to do that, my yeah. attitude. So for us, when we get into like with our kids, like a funny thing that we've come up with at our, our house is like Sophia, like we'll be babysitting or something, and uh, or or not even babysitting, we'll be home, and she's we're trying to get the kids to all work together on something, and I say I'll tell her, Sophia, you're the older sister, natural leader, lead them. She'll roll her eyes, okay, fine. She goes in there, and then, you know, she'll come out 15 minutes later, all frustrated, and she says, I can't get them to do anything, right? And so one of the things that that we've come up with that I will say to her is we don't say the T word. And, and, you know, at first people are like T word, well, the word can't, you take the T off of it and it, it changes the word can, obviously. So I've changed that. So when they say I can't, I will say, we don't say the T word in our family. And so they have to take the T off the word can't and figure out a way to, that they can do it. 
So instead of saying, I can't do this, what they really need to do is, the, the real thing, the real statement would be, I need more tools. I don't know how to do this. I need help. Could you help me teach me how to lead? You know, those yeah. kind of things. Because that's a can. I can do this. I just don't have the right tools, right? So instead of saying, I can't, you're now saying, how can I get the right tools? Or how can I get the right information? How can I get the right words? How can, you know, these things. How can, how can, how can I? And so instead of saying, I can't do this. All of a sudden you become powerless and you've given yourself over to the problem versus right. facing it head on. Yeah, and it's exhausting to kind of force yourself to make new mindsets. You know, like you have to really think about it. You know, if you're used to always just going, well, I can't do that. And then just giving up, then you're going to have to make some new muscles to push past that and to go, okay, well... How can I do this? You know, what is the solution here? So if you get more solution-minded, you're actually trying to think of how you can do something. That's where you start to become powerful in your choices. When, um, you know, when our kids, they go, oh, it's so hard. I just can't do it. I can't make people listen to me. And I said, oh, is it frustrating when you ask people to do something and they don't listen to you? Welcome to my world. Oh, <laughs> I feel so bad for you. You know, and then they'll kind of realize, oh, wait a minute, that's what I do to you as well. So then they are able to see in their circumstances, okay, well, this is a similar circumstance to what I do, so what do I do? You know, Sophia right. and Jonah are starting to be you know, 9 and 12 years old. They're starting to realize, all right, well... Okay, we can figure this out. How are we going to do it? Yeah. And it, it, it's not easy at first, but you got to start just learning making, anything. Yeah, yeah it's work. At making first. a choice instead of saying, I can't, say, okay, how do I do this? But it feels good. It feels it good when you're doing it. So yeah. it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, and I, I really feel like that, that it's important to understand when there's a problem or an issue or a circumstance that, you know, Honestly, a lot of people would run from to turn and face it and run towards the problem yeah. and figure out how to, 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 to win, how to beat that problem, how to fix that circumstance. And this kind of whole mindset was so different than anything that I had ever practiced. I mean, I don't remember having this kind of mindset when I was younger at all. And so when I would see Skip set a boundary, when Skip would say, okay, well, this is what I'm willing to do, and it wasn't what the other person wanted him to do, I would just like freak out I would really get upset and be like well Skip you know they want you to do that why don't you just do it for them because they want you to do it you know and Skip's like well this is what I'm willing to do I can I know I can do this and I'm willing to do this and so that caused us some definite issues in our younger years because I just was not used to this kind of mindset with boundaries very much at all and <clears throat> Skip Skip was pretty solid. He wasn't going to be moving off of those boundaries. And so, you know, I think that um, it's good. Once we figure out what sits right with us, like where we have to live, then for us to be able to enforce it, you yeah. know, with some generous corners for, you know, Correct. a legitimate yeah. emergency or a, something that's actually, you know, like actually needing someone else's emergency. But most of the time what people are deeming as emergencies that you have to hop over and do right. something for them, you know, it's not actual emergency. Yeah. And so, um, that 
it, we see a lot with our children. Oh my gosh, you got to come right now. <laughs> okay, well, I just want to show you what my room looks like clean. You yeah. know? No, that's not an actual emergency. So for me, some of the boundaries that I'm learning how to set is um, things like we uh, to enforce some quiet time. Like we're living in a family. There's a lot of us in this house and I just am a person that requires quiet. And so um, we have started to, as our kids have gotten older, we've started to enforce um, uh, honoring our furniture. Like, you no know, longer, they're not little cute little babies and diapers jumping around on our couches. They're big, stinky, you know, pre-tweens and tweens and elementary school kids. So we're starting to go, okay, well... You're welcome to go outside with that kind of play, but you're not welcome to stand on my furniture anymore. Yeah. So we're starting to enforce that stuff better. And so for me, that was some of my biggest issues is to, like what Skip was saying before, to actually communicate something, to actually say what I mean, instead of just like, you know, being scared of someone else's reaction. Like I won't tell him what I want sometimes because... I am concerned about any kind of like strong reaction back. I don't like confrontation and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so the same thing with the kids. Like I don't want to hurt their little baby darling feelings and or I don't want to curb their creativity or something. You know, like I actually want the living room clean, but you know, I don't want at the second hour of their game instead of asking them to clean it up and just communicating what I want. Okay game is done. Let's go ahead and clean it up. Would you like to um, clean it up now or in 10 minutes? You know, I could give them some kind of boundary that I would be okay with. And I know that it's good to have it cleaned up so they should do it. But then I think, oh, well, you know, I want them to be artistic and creative and all kinds of stuff. And so I let things go too far. And then I am completely irritable that the house is a mess and I'm, you know, slamming things around the house. And I'm like, oh, this house is always a mess. You guys don't do anything good around here. You know, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Beth is being a victim here. I'm not powerless in this situation. I could yeah. have asked them to clean it up and I could have required that they meet that standard. And, and that's, you know, to make powerful choices outside of the home when you're not dealing with your, your yeah. spouse or your kids, that kind of thing. Um, this is something very famous that me and Beth would talk about all the time. Even some of our friends know about it. Like, someone would offer her, would you like Coke or water? And she'd go, no, whatever you have more of. Or or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll have the water. And I knew she wanted the Coke. Like, I know my wife. And I, why didn't she ask me? They offered you Coke or water, and you took with the water. Well, there wasn't a lot left in the jug, and, you know, I didn't want to take the last of it, you know, in case they wanted it. And I think a lot of times when we, we try to think about what the other person is wanting or saying, many times we can be wrong, but even if we're not, even if the other, there was only enough for one glass of Coke and the other person is offering us Coke or water and we choose Coke, then that then becomes their issue. Yeah, Skip started taking people at their word and he's like, well, right. that's what they said. So, right. you know, like, and it, and then sometimes... And my life got easy. Yours got easy, and then you required people around you to also make powerful choices, and sometimes they got upset, too, you know? Right. Like, well, they issue. offered it, right. you know? When, one of the things that Skip did was when, um, when you stopped letting people gossip around oh, you... Oh, my gosh. Skip started requiring, you know, he started making a powerful choice. Okay, well, I'm not going to participate in some conversation where we're talking... 
badly or negatively about somebody yeah, else. I refuse. And so, um, uh, a guy came up and was like talking to Skip and, you know, this guy, and Skip goes, oh, did you talk to him about that? And he goes, no, of course I didn't. And... In my defense, no, not too much information. In my defense, it was the second or third, fourth time. Like this yes. person was known for gossiping, and so yeah. on the second, third, or fourth time, whatever it was, as many times into me saying, "Have you talked to them about it?" I did it again. Have you talked to them about it? Like they, if you're that upset about the way they're treating you, you should go talk to them. No, I didn't, and blah, 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 it wouldn't do any good anyway. And I go, "Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to call him right now and tell him that you have an issue with him and that he needs that you need to talk to him." Oh, no, no, you don't have to do that. And I went, no problem. Hey, I was just talking with so-and-so, and they have a major issue that they want with you that they want to talk about. And he's standing next to me. And, and he, he's looking at me uh, going, like he couldn't believe that I did it, right? And so the other person in the line goes, oh, really? I didn't even know. Like, what's the issue? And I go, you'll have to ask him. I didn't want to get into the between. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not, not going to be, that. yeah, I'm not going your way and telling anyone his issue. No way. And so finally, the other person on the, on the other end of the phone, the next day or two days later, went and talked to them, and they actually talked about the issue, and it actually worked out okay. Like, the one person was like, no, I didn't mean to do that, blah, blah, blah. And the other person was like, yeah, but it felt, made me feel that way. And, and all of a sudden, they worked that out, and I was like, oh, thank God, that was awesome. Now if people gossip with me, that's my go-to. Have you talked to him about it? I can set the meeting up if you want so you guys can talk about this issue. Oh, never gossip with me again. It's an easy boundary. So, and I've got, it's almost fun for me to watch someone else squirm when they're gossiping and I do that. So it, it, it has become a game to me. It's not even hard for me to do that anymore. But it's something that we've been able to, that's yeah. one that we are, are actually enforcing in our home where we're requiring yeah. our children to go to each other to try to work it out first instead of like coming to mommy or daddy constantly to tattle and then yeah. have mommy be the mediator and I'm running around like an octopus, you know, trying to... Like an get octopus on roller skates. An octopus on roller skates <laughs> trying to mediate all of their bickering. Yeah. So, so we begin to make powerful choices. We begin to teach our children how to make powerful choices. Right. We say, we make fun with it, you know, make a game out of it. We don't say the T word. We take the T off of can't and now it becomes can. And we, we obviously there are children, so they don't have all the tools or all the answers. That's our, our part, our, our side of it. So we are constantly reinforcing how you should talk to that person. The kinds of things that you would say when you feel right. that way. And, yeah, and would you like me to tell choices? you how yeah. I would handle it? You know, we give them some suggestion. Yeah. Would you like to hear a suggestion from me? You know. Or I know when I went through that. Sometimes the conversation will be like that with our kids. I know when I've went through that in the past that, that I felt this way. And this is how I had to handle it. And so it begins to instantly teach our children how to make powerful choices. Yes. So. So a lot of people have talked about corporate culture in the last you know decade everybody wants their company to have a certain kind of feel or something like that but there's also a family culture and there's a culture for your personal life and that is the aroma or the flavor that you give off and so you get to be powerful in those kinds of situations and in, in your personal 
life, your atmosphere around you, you get a chance to make a change. And those changes have far-reaching effects. And so you get to choose. Is your home, is your family, is your life, is it run by peace or is it run by stress? Is it run by kindness or are you living a life of being rude? Is it gentle or is it harsh? Is it orderly or is it chaotic? And so those are the kinds of things where you, you are not a victim. You get to be very, very powerful to choose what your internal register is going to consist of. And you get to choose that as a family, as a couple, you get to choose yeah. that. And then I get to choose, okay, this is my home. This is my family. And so I get to choose, yes, my family is going to be orderly. We're not going to allow this chaos anymore. You kids jumping on the couch, you're welcome to sit down or you're welcome to go play like that outside. Or um, we are going to speak with kindness and gentleness in this home. So those words didn't line up with that. Would you like to change that or would you like to go sit in your room for a little bit? And and we talk, you know, atmosphere is a, uh, a word around our place. Like we're setting the atmosphere. So when she's talking about setting the atmosphere or the corporate culture, that kind of thing, often she'll remind me or I'll remind her, are you the thermostat or the thermometer? Right? So are you measuring the temperature or the atmosphere or the stress in the room and you're just, you know... Uh, recording that back, this is the atmosphere, everything's stressed, I'm stressed, or are you willing to be the thermostat where you are the one who sets the atmosphere temperature, so to speak? Yeah, I think that anybody has gone to a party or a, a store or wherever out in public, and you can just kind of feel either if someone is being very negative, like if you're in a line at a store at a checkout line, and the lady in front of you is complaining loudly and how are these cashiers, they're so slow. You know, the atmosphere that yeah. she's emitting would be so negative and it's really easy for other people to also pick that up. Yeah, this store, they're always, yeah. you know, whatever. Or I could choose to actually affect the atmosphere around me by my personal choices instead of going under that and acting like everybody else around me. I could choose what's right, no matter what, because I have control over myself. And so I could go, oh, well, you know, it, it seems like she's doing the best she can do. Or, you know. Who knows what she's going through. She might have, you know, lost a loved one this week and her mind is somewhere else or whatever. You can say anything there. And all of a sudden you'll see atmosphere change. When you want to be the thermostat that sets the temperature of what's going on around you, it is very obvious and it's very clear that it changes more times than not into a good yeah. place when uh, and and who knows because who that good. complainer yeah. is going through like we don't know what they've been through either they might be in a rush because their child is is sick and they're trying to get the 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 the, the tylenol home to get their fever down or whatever so we don't know what they're going through either so we're not putting blame on either side but we are saying that we control our atmosphere or control the temperature as a thermostat around us and we can bring the temperature down, everybody cools off, and we can bring hope and love into that situation. Yes. Goodness is always more powerful than any kind of negativity. Absolutely. So anything yeah. that is good or kind or sweet or loving, those kinds of things actually bring change faster. and They can affect the yeah. atmosphere around. So, very good. Did we go over all of the solutions? I, 
I think we went over a I lot of it. I think so. Yeah. I think we have let you know just a quick reminder that you have self-control. You are you are powerful, very powerful, powerful, powerful. Encourage you not to say the T word. Make that can't into a can. <laughs> <laughs> Copywriting that too. No, I said it. <laughs> you can have it because like the grammar person inside of me just like yeah. cringes. Cares about that. And then secondly also just to as you go through the week to remember to be the thermostat and not the thermometer. You can feel like I have a, a good friend, not a good friend, I should say, someone who I follow on Facebook and Twitter and stuff named Graham Cook, um, a, a, a mentor of mine spiritually that I've never met. But he talks about how he prides himself on the fact that he, the way he's went through life, that he can walk into a room and within 10 seconds change the atmosphere of the room because he brings goodness and joy. So to be the thermostat of, uh, of, of your, your world, your life, and not the thermometer, and set the atmosphere, set the temperature, bring the goodness, bring the joy, and, and the love and the peace, and, and, and you'll see it'll, it'll follow. Um, yeah. So. so just a reminder that April, we're going to be talking about marriage. Mar and so marriage. Marriage. <laughs> Go ahead and send in any kind of questions or topics. Yeah. If you and your spouse are constantly, you know, fighting about a certain thing, or if you, you know, are, have hit a wall, you guys um, just can't seem to figure something out, or if there's something that you know has worked really well, like in the last six months, you guys have done something that you're seeing really great fruit from, send that. We'll talk about yeah. that. If you guys are very successful in one area of life, in, in your marriage, any kind of communication, relationship, lifestyle stuff, that's what we're going to be talking about in April. So send in any topic ideas. Otherwise, we're going to be coming up with our stuff. We'll be rambling along. And then Skip will be rambling and we'll have to do with the... A mouth diaper? Is that what I call it? <laughs> we'll have to come up with a good name for that to stop the so, onslaught. So yes, please send your ideas in. We uh, Pretty much every Wednesday in April, we're going to have uh, some marriage topic that we're going to hit. Um, we are on the, the social medias as our names. Uh, we say every week. I'm Skip Swiger on everything. Facebook. Twitter, the whole thing. Same with Beth. Um, and we've had hundreds of viewers viewing this, and we're having a lot of fun interacting with everybody. So please send your questions, comments, private messages if you want to. Um, yeah, we won't out you with any of your issues yeah. or problems. So we, you know, we'll keep all of that anonymous if you'd like, and no worries. Like we won't mention your name. Yeah, a couple more Wednesdays until April, but in April we will be uh, on, on a marriage topic. So maybe we should have done that in February. The love month. Love. Anyway, we did. So it's February. No, we're going to do so it in April. April with April Fools. April Fools. <laughs> fools! You're marriage! Fool. Why would you get married? You get married so that you're this living one. with someone She's like so that. Fun. So cute. All right. Okay, love you. Love you guys. We'll okay, you. love you guys too. Love you guys too. We'll love him more. I love her more. <laughs> but love you guys too. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been the Shape Your Family podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. There are lots of ways you can connect with us online. Go to shapeyourfamily.com where you'll find helpful tips and links to our social media. Remember, your family life is important and what you do each day matters. When you shape your family, you shape the world.